0: And welcome to a very special Wicked Off Topic, the much-threatened, actually-finally-happening, only slightly late, but still totally relevant, Game of Thrones spoiler. Consider this your spoiler uh, warning for the rest of the podcast. we will be talking in-depth and how we feel about Game of Thrones, the books, the video games, I guess, potentially, the TV show, obviously. So yeah, expect spoilers. If you for some reason have not caught up on Game of Thrones and want to remain spoiler-free, A, good luck, and B, stop listening. Come (laughs) back for our next upload. It will be the normal podcast. I promise there will not be Game of Thrones spoilers there. Actually, no, I won't promise that, but there shouldn't be Game of Thrones spoilers there. We're getting it out here. So yeah, welcome. Uh, We're talking Game of Thrones. Hence why it's an off-topic cast. But yeah, as always, I'm Charlie, joined by Henry and Alex. Uh, We have things to say about the Game of Thrones. A game that I've been led to believe that either you win or you die, or you wind up on this podcast talking about the TV show.
1: (laughs) Yep. Or you end up on the wall.
0: Yep. Oh, this podcast is the uh, pop culture equivalent of being sent to the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No one's getting laid, it's terrible, it's cold, and we have to stop people from... You have to stop giants and worse things. Yeah. All right. Yes, welcome. So to kick us off, I guess I'd like to talk about how we all wound up at, we wound up watching or partaking of or invested in Game of Thrones, if you will. I, I personally kind of watched the first couple episodes of the TV show, looked up that it was a book ultimately, kind of got through the first season to see if I liked the thing and then power through all the books that were available. And now as books have come out, have kept up with the books, but also kept up with the TV show because TV's pretty easy to keep up with when it's 12 episodes once a year kind of thing. I, I, I fully admit that I am definitely one of those kind of push the glasses up the nose, you know, in the books types when it comes to this. Uh, the time periods where people would be like, oh, shit, I can't believe that happened. I'd sit there and go, oh, you've seen nothing, you poor summer child kind of thing. Yes, I was one of those smug assholes, and I will continue to be one of those people when it comes to Game of Thrones, because, yeah, I I, I just never believed the TV showed have an adequate ending compared to the books, and I appear to maybe be right in that regard. But enough about that for now. Uh, Henry, how did you find yourself uh, involved in the Game of Thrones?
1: Well, essentially, I... Heard that their HBO was going to be making a fantasy TV series, and uh, I, pretty early on, I knew uh, I I was very interested in it because I love fantasy as a genre. I'm, I, I guess I've been reading fantasy pretty much since I've been reading, to be honest. And so for me, it was like I heard that this, uh, but the thing is, I didn't. I had not heard about the books that much before, like. I only knew about the books after the series was announced. After the series was announced, and I was like, oh, you know what, I'll look into this. Oh, okay, so there's books. This is based on books. And so, yeah, I'm interested in fantasy. When I heard about it announced by HBO that they're actually doing this sweeping fantasy epic, I was instantly convinced. I knew I was probably going to watch it all. (laughs) It was very likely that I was going to watch it all. Because, also, I kind of trust HBO to put out some good series as well. So I knew that they wouldn't they wouldn't skimp on it. That they would, whatever they were going to do, they're going to go all out. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I came into it. I, I had heard about it, started watching some episodes. Yeah, got super into it. So- I, have not, I have not read as much. Um, I'm about halfway through the third book. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it was like, oh, fantasy? TV series? I'm Yeah, I'm down.
0: So before we move on to Alex and kind of get his take on how he wound up in the Game of Thrones universe, if you will, was this your first HBO show?
1: No. Definitely not. Okay. Just uh, checking. Yeah, I watched The Sopranos.
0: Okay, yeah. It, I, I, uh, some things I've picked up on is that a lot of people didn't know HBO occasionally even existed prior to Getting involved in the Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Alex, uh, how how did you find yourself involved in the game?
2: I watched the moving pictures on the TV screen.
0: I, 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 I want
2: to make an uncultured <laughs> hick joke right
0: now, but that doesn't seem fair.
2: I just uh, so I, I mean I like fantasy shows. I, I partake in this uh, this genre, if you will, and uh, I. I heard about Game of Thrones from a few people, and I was like, okay, I will check it out. Um, I pretty much invested in the show mainly through the TV show, but not actually the uh, books. So, just context for what I'm going to be discussing and going over today, my stuff as far as it goes, um, I have not read any of the books, and to be honest, I probably don't plan to. At least not immediately.
0: I I, I kind of might make the argument of let the books finish, because
3: yeah,
0: As someone who's not 100% sure our R. Martin's going to finish that whole thing, I would really be pissed off if the only ending we get for the show is, or end of the series, is the one we have to put up with from the show. But, yeah, they, they, they are... For those not familiar with the books, each one is a tome. I think, like, the shortest ones all easily break a thousand pages. I think one or two of them get close to... And maybe do break two thousand pages. These are hefty volumes of literature. Like these are not; these aren't light and kind of easy to get through books like Harry Potter or other kind of big pop culture. Like, even the Witcher books, by comparison, are light and easy to get through. Like, <laughs> the <laughs> phrase someone described to me once is that: uh, so, like, say there was a hundred chapters in one Game of Thrones book. Every chapter progresses the plot one percent. Which, while cool, can also make reading these books exhausting. <laughs> mm. But they're also fantastic books. And if you're into yeah. kind of that Tolkien world building style thing of just no question left unanswered, hypothetically, they're an impressive feat. And that's how you kind of wind up with that. But yes. Yes. Uh, so before I guess we kind of get into the deep, super spoilery aspects of the final season and kind of how we feel about that and all that jazz, I. I want to get to kind of talk about what Game of Thrones meant to each one of us. I, for me, it was just kind of a dark fantasy show that I got into. I, I, I never got into the show as much as other people did. I guess like, I, I read the books, but like they're not even my favorite dark fantasy books. I, there are aspects of them I definitely enjoy a lot. I it's, I I never quite got as deep. I guess I'm trying to get as a lot of people did. Like I, I my fiance has literally watched the show start to kind of end of season seven easily 10 times over potentially closer to like 15 20 like she she was a huge fan of the show and like her reaction to season eight was so strong it's actually knocked it out of her kind of idol in the te- background tv show rotation which is a feat unto itself but i of the three of us i actually have like the least to say in some ways because <laughs> it's like ah, eh, it's game of thrones fuck it whatever I'm on to yeah, other could, shit already.
1: You could be our arbiter. <laughs>
0: yes, I I suspect that'll be the role I will be taking in this case. So, uh, I, Alex, what did Game of Thrones mean to you as a pure viewer, if you will?
2: I mean, I thought it was a good show. It was. Was.
0: was I.
2: But yeah, uh, uh, I mean, any it was, favorite moments,
0: like any oh shit, or like, like what was your first oh shit, this is definitely a show I'm gonna
2: watch more of moment? Um, I don't know if I have a definite oh shit moment. I just know I enjoyed it kinda I just kind of enjoyed it, but I think I well I think if you wanna pick like an oh shit moment, it's realizing that they have no problem killing off main characters. Sure. I like I think that was my big like oh damn.
0: Was this the first so. show you watched that they were kinda of more than happy to kill off mainline? Top tier characters and talent like that? So
2: easily? Yeah, probably. Sure. So, um, but yeah, I mean it was it was definitely that, and I think also just some of the characters there all the characters were very like they all kind of brought something to the table, if you will. Like, I enjoyed all the shiftiness and crazy, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? All the shiftiness of like Varys and Littlefinger and like I like that there are people who were pretty scummy in terms of who they are, sure. and then you have somebody like Ned Stark, who was super honorable, um, and then you think he's not exactly honorable, because there's like kind of a crack in the armor, if you will, because uh, he has a bastard son, but then later on you find out that he turns out was absolutely honorable,
1: um,
2: <laughs> and, you know, to, almost to a fault even, because he's just like...
1: Oh, definitely to a fault. but Yeah,
2: on. like... Some might say it's what gets him killed. Yes. Well, yeah. And it, ultimately, it does get him killed. But, like, I think, I, think I, I, I respected him for it. And I also kind of just respected that, like, some characters were sure. very, like, they were, they were just, they all kind of brought to the table. Like, I, even some of my favorite characters, alive or dead, like, I will say right now, two of my favorite characters on that show were Oberyn Martell and Ramsay Bolton. Like, I loved yeah. both those characters. Very
0: opposite ends of the spectrum with those two characters. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, well, though, I mean...
1: Though, that... I'll say they're similar in that they're both driven by their passions and emotions. Yeah. Like, over, over, sort of... At least within the show, they're both driven by their passions and emotions over what would be practically actually good for them to do, mm. or or beneficial, but... Yeah. But, yeah, anyways.
2: But, like, I, I like the, I guess, the edginess, too, as well, because they were pretty... They are pretty dark, like... When you have moments, like, you, everyone, I mean, I heard about Red Wedding, and so, I know it's a crazy-ass scene, I never knew, I didn't know what happens exactly, I just know it's a crazy scene, because people talked about it, and then I saw it happen, and I was like, oh, goddamn, damn, okay. Um, but, like, I'm like, oh, they can't be that bad, and then, like, at some point, like, they murder orphans and babies, and they're just, like, killing them all, like, oh, that they just stabbed the child, okay. This is weird. So. Yeah, no, it's it's Yeah, it it's it, it, I just really enjoyed the show itself. Like it was just overall, I really liked the writing. The characters all really brought brought something to the table and even though you had so many different story arcs and things going on, like everyone kind of brought something to the table, which was really enjoyable.
0: Sure, and that's actually a big aspect of the book. Like it's a lot of the what makes the books interesting is they're all kind of first-person narrative and they bounce around from character to character. Yeah, it's all quite the POV have,
1: chapters.
0: Yeah, it's quite possible to have like hundreds of pages in the books that don't relate to each other for hundreds of pages more. Yeah, I think the show did a great job of capturing. Mm.
1: Mm. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, we'll get to that
0: up until a certain point. But yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah, so
2: was um so like I said I, I i really enjoyed that part and that's why probably i was so disappointed with this last season it's just like well, they I, I think the writing like probably was just didn't we will do it get any, to but... this in a couple minutes
0: yeah. henry gets to have his due of kind of like if he had any favorite moments in the show before we kind of get to ah. the meat of this conversation if you will fair It's so henry did you have any kind of like big favorite moments of the show? Any, like, oh shit moments? Any, like, a moment that locked you in, kind of, for life, for lack of a better phrase?
1: Oh, well, it was definitely Sean Bean doing the thing that Sean Bean usually does in most media he's ever in, which live is long die. Lives. Yeah, long Yeah. Live long lives and uh, live to the end. Yep, yeah. I mean, honestly, just seeing that they're, they are that willing to just, you know, in the same way that Nothing sacred, and for me, really, the even bigger thing is the fact that is this was a show that was low fantasy, as it's sometimes referred to. And so, you you have the you know fantasy aspect. I mean, I mean, er, very early on, it's clear that dragons existed, and that there's some weird magic stuff going on to a certain extent. We learn a little bit about the north and you know their mythos and stuff. First season doesn't really go too much into that, and that's a good thing. And, but yeah, we don't really get. I mean, low fantasy. I mean, it's one thing. It, it's one thing to even see something like Lord of the Rings, and which is high fantasy, very much yeah. high fantasy, and th- th- seeing that brought to the masses. But this is this is interesting, and <clears throat> and I think yeah, for me it was just yeah. It, Uh, When I went, all right, so I went to a special showing of the last episode over in a, I I went to a hotel. It was actually a bar and a hotel that they're showing it in here in LA. And so I went and watched the final episode with a ton of people and I'm looking around there. I'm like, this isn't the usual crowd that I would expect from, you know, like the conventions that I have gone to in the past. You know that are you know I've gone to fantasy conventions. I've straight up you know like gone to like Dragon Con and stuff like that. So I'm and been to Renaissance fairs and, and no, things I'd, like that. And so that- for me, it's like just seeing the it was really meaningful seeing just this looking out across this room. I'm like many different ages and not a whole lot of people I would expect to have been into fantasy of all things. I mean even the you know even with Lord of the Rings and how wildly popular that was I mean it's you know unquestionable how wildly popular it was I mean walking into this room and seeing a genre that I've been a fan of forever just widely celebrated and cheered and booed and people going nuts over this final episode in room full of people I mean that was very cool so I I like the fact that also for me it was a Bringing so many different people together not uh, kind of—I
0: was. was gonna say—I when I wasn't busy chortling into my books, being like, "Oh, you know nothing." TV watchers, sweet summer children. It was really cool to watch just kind of how many people got into the show. Like, I, yeah, the numbers. Like that. It's one thing to say the show has some of the highest like viewed shows out there, but like, yeah, it, th- this went from like a show that could just be kind of a niche thing for nerds to mm-hmm. man, everyone fucking watches this show. Cool, mm,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, nothing i mean there's been it's not like there haven't been other sort of attempts i mean it, or you know or even successful attempts like yeah. the sh- there's a show Merlin for a while, and that kind of got darker and dirtier than a lot of other high fantasy that usually involves Merlin, and so that w- so I mean, but that was not nearly as in depth. Or beloved, as Game of Thrones. So nothing's even gotten close to this. So it's it's extraordinary.
3: Yeah,
0: no, and I kind of like my moment for me because I knew it. One of the fun parts of being a book reader, as opposed to kind of a just a uh, vanilla show watcher, if you will. I, I apologize every time I say I'm gonna come off condescending. I have no better way of saying it. Unfortunately, I do apologize in advance. Like you got to watch people not know things and that was kind of a really cool set of moments that you got to have where like it, <laughs> like every time people thought it was like oh it can't the show can't get more gritty to this and you had to sit there and be like oh, Red dude, Wedding no. yeah, <laughs> I, I remember the Red Wedding and people being like oh shit and then me being like
1: oh yeah. it's it's
0: real cool you think this is the worst the show gets mm. we haven't even gotten to Oberyn yet
2: yeah no I, I was crushed by Oberyn and I should have known better Yep. to, like, considering, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, uh, like, considering this, this is, like, a show where main characters die, why would I fall in love with a character? No. I, I no, would uh, argue oh.
0: that, like, even though you can know by then that Oberyn's probably going to die because Game of Thrones, the way in which Oberyn dies, like, it's the knowing Oberyn's going to die is not detracted from the fact mm-hmm. that, yeah. that 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 is, I think, one of the most shocking moments for so many people. Like, it's the... For a show that spends so much time reminding you and telling you and spelling out the good guys rarely win because the bad guys play dirty and that lets them win. Like, th- that's kind of, I think, an epitome moment for so many people where just, it's like, man, there is not going to be a happy ending. Like, fuck, we have this guy who's kind of like... He's, in theory, on par skill-wise and technique-wise with The Mountain. maybe superior and he still gets wrecked ultimately. And not well, like it, and it's not some like clean death, it's
1: horrible.
2: Yeah, but it's not that he like cuz he technically would have won, but the problem is you monologging yeah. until you've confirmed your kill is, is something you should do. You should always monolog after you confirm your yeah. kill. Like you don't monolog before. <laughs> so yeah. that was his thing. He was if anything, the mountain didn't defeat him. His arrogance and his oh, yeah, no, killed him.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, that's like, clear.
0: Uh, Oberon kind of acts actually as kind of the introduction to that theme because, at least in the books, prior to that moment, you hadn't had this idea of arrogance being the biggest downfall of so many people. Like, you had naivety, kind of honor, you had all these other traits, but like, this was the first time it was the no, no, cocky will get you killed in this universe, too. Like, you can be the best fighter. And you'll still lose if you mess up, because like, we had so many examples of like Bron winning crazy fights and stuff like that. Like, people kept slipping out of situations that should have gotten them, kind of based on hubris and ego alone, well, occasionally.
1: Well, I mean, I'd argue that Renly and actually the Baratheons, all yeah. the Baratheons in general, suffer from the same thing: yeah. massive, massive egos, where they basically thought each of them kind of really thought. They were really invincible, uh, and that doesn't work when they're. <laughs> that was never going to yeah. work out with the three brothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that's the thing. They, uh, I I think it was introduced, but not so clearly and on the nose. I mean, all right. So Renly dying was a combination of multiple things. Uh, Robert, same thing, combination of things. But there's ego in there. But yeah, in this case, it was, it was just. Well, I I guess a certain amount of ego, but his was also righteous indignation and anger.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, like, I think the most fascinating thing is, like, on the topic of Stannis, Stannis in the books for Stannis in the show are almost two completely different characters. I think, as a book reader, that's one of the first times that the character in the show is not a bad version of the same character, but it's a real departure in some ways, at least for me, of what the character in the book was all about. Like, it's. There's an opportunistic angle in the books I think the show lacks for Stannis. Yeah. But it's not... I, I might argue the version of Stannis in the show might be a better character in some ways. I like him a little bit more, but... Or, not like him, because Stannis fucking sucks, but, like, he feels more competent. In the books, he kind of feels aggressively entitled and yeah, only kind of embraces okay. the whole Red, the Red Witch stuff because it seems to be working
1: yeah okay. I guess, and that's that's possibly where I'm kind of mixing up a bit yeah. you know my thought of Stannis of having the ego. It's not really played as as much in the show. yeah, it's played way more in the books,
0: yeah, yeah, they they, they they touch on it in the shows, but like it's in the books, they make a big deal of like Stannis is almost as good a kind of field tactician if not as if not better in some ways than his brother was. like the the dude knows how to go to war on paper yeah so if we kind of lose ourselves too badly in the weeds, I've, i you two have had various things to say about kind of the arc of the show and the final season and kind of your relationship with the show. it's time to get into that. Who wants to go first on that?
2: um actually, you know what since I went first with the first part i'll All right. I you should go first on this one.
1: All right, so all right, so do we want to do? Should I kind of start going into, like the the show as a whole?
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think I, I'll kind
1: of go into that first.
0: Freeform it, if you will. The floor okay. is yours. All
1: right, so I think I'm going to do a little bit of, like what I like and what I don't like, some like good stuff, bad stuff type of thing. So give that a little bit. So what did? All right, so what did I like? I love the acting and I love the actors. I think the casting was spot on. I think it was just fantastic. The actors did great at their roles. I they brought the they brought it to life. Their dialogue was generally written well and they generally delivered the dialogue well. I mean, and there's nuance, a lot of nuance to the way all the characters were played by the actors. And so, yeah, the acting awesome. Presentation as I mentioned before, HBO, they don't tend to skimp. They will, and they, oh, this is a big production, and they put a lot of money into it and just kept putting in more and more when they saw that it was wildly popular. And so the the way the everything looked, the presentation of it all is just amazing. I mean, really extraordinary. And, I mean, it's just good as you can ask for for somebody trying to bring a fantasy book to a TV series Uh, it I mean you look at the the settings the scenes you look at the costuming even a lot of time put into the costuming and everything it's just fantastic it looks great and it is great Um, I enjoyed the story overall I think the story overall is I mean George R.R. Martin is a master master story writer and all they basically needed to do was just adapt it well and generally i feel like they did when it came to adapting his books they did a heck of a job of bringing it to the screen with some changes and me personally i don't mind the changes that's fine with me i like i I like it
0: especially in the earlier seasons i think some of the changes that were made were smart ones like i i'm not sure if i'm gonna talk about this like the tone like the books have way more magic than the show does. And I yes, think the, yes. The emphasis on the mysticism mm-hmm. angles actually works in this instance because, good lord, would some of that mysticism been hard to do in the show?
1: Well, they bring back uh, uh, Caitlyn Stark.
3: Yeah, Lady Stoneheart. As, as La-
1: yeah, as Lady Stoneheart, and that's really kind of needless. I, it's not really a thread in the books that I think is particularly good. Well, it's it's
0: not clear what's going yet. Like she's, they spend so much time being like, "Yo, she's alive," and she has to hold her throat together to speak. But then, like, she disappears for two books.
1: Yeah. So I think he maybe he feels the same. Like, what am I doing with this character? (laughs) So yeah, but I mean, yeah, the story overall, I really like it. I like the adaptation. What they've adapted, I think they did a heck of a job. I don't care for a perfect adaptation i don't think you need that or want that i i want to see something i also like to see something new sometimes when i see something adapted yeah and and to see and sometimes things just don't work when you put them to the screen (laughs) some some things you just have to fill out differently some stories you have to write a little differently so it works on a screen better than it does in a book Mm -hmm. like for one thing like the books are full of pov chapters and that doesn't work for a TV series like you. this. Yeah. So, so you, so instead of being able to go into people's thoughts, you have, and this, and this is the thing that I felt like they did well, and was probably the most difficult thing of what they had to do was, they had to deal with the fact that while in the books you get everybody's thoughts, well, not everybody's, but the, all the POV characters, you get their thoughts and opinions yeah. on things. They had to do it completely differently for the C- TV series. And but still make sure that they characterized that they built these characters well, and they built them meaningfully without having to without using thought bubbles, <laughs> you know, or vo- some voiceover for thinking. Which I'm really glad they never did any voiceover for somebody's thoughts. They never did that even a single time. Good on them because that it's it's not necessary and i th- and I really don't think it would have fit here, I think it would have been dumb, so yeah, yeah so those are those are the things that overall I really liked um things that I didn't um I so many dropped threads so and you know I maybe i'll i'll I won't go too far into them maybe or maybe I will
0: spoiler cast. Go for it, dude. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah. So dropped threads, my, all right, uh, dropped threads and also poorly done. Dorn in general, they did Dorn a massive disservice. They did the sand snakes, a massive disservice. They did the entire, the only thing they did well was Oberin. but they did Oberyn really well. Oh yeah. There's a reason he's, he got so beloved in such a short period of time. He was played brilliantly by the actor written well great character but yeah the rest of Dorne they just didn't know what they're doing and just really dropped that thread entirely to the point that it was like oh in the last episode there's a new prince oh okay we don't know anything about that but yeah the the but the entire thing like what they did with the sand snakes was what why and then why I mean, why why would you have them basically just be sociopaths when they are not that in the books? They are political masterminds in the books, especially the the Ilaria sand. They aren't they aren't ham fisted idiots, and that's really what they became in this TV show. And so,
2: so, so what you're saying is, you want a good girl, but you really want the bad pussy.
1: Oh God. Uh, no, but yeah, they just—they were done a horrible disservice because yeah, yeah it, Dorn. Dorn was the books, a fucking train wreck. And in the books, Dorn is really cool, and the political intrigue is fascinating.
0: It's like and, de- mildly democratic, too, isn't it, or something? Like yes, like the whole point of Dorn in the books is it's pretty different from the rest of the kingdoms, it's also got the weird claim to fame of. It's the only place that kind of resisted the dragons and the Targaryens.
1: Like it's well, they don't. They have princes. Yeah, they don't. They don't have lords. Yeah. They don't. They they actually aren't. Cons- they aren't even a part of the seven kingdoms when they say seven kingdoms. They're yeah. not one of them. Mm. They are. They're a, not. I, no, I they don't are, think but they they're are. not. They are, but okay. they're not. They yeah. offer more independence.
0: It's, 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 it's so the books make a bigger deal also of the fact that like the north is almost its own whole nightmare unto itself. Like, it's the the idea yeah. of the warden in the north and stuff like that is a bigger deal where it's like, yeah, um, we're technically part of the Seven Kingdoms, but yeah, fuck all y'all south of us.
1: Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, I don't, yeah, I really hated just drop threads and overall poorly done Dorn and the Sand Snakes. Bad. Just bad. But yeah, I, I, and I, and this, I think this will go into a larger idea that I want to get into a bit later. But yeah, these, this, yeah, the drop threads are the things, my things that I like the least. Yeah. Drop threads also with uh, the Iron Islands in general also done poorly. dropped threads done poorly, not good. Like not nearly what it should be. The Iron Island I mean, stuff is
0: so badly done. I almost don't understand why you'd bother including it. Like it's the, yeah. the the version of Euron Greyjoy we got is so not Euron Greyjoy to the point and where it's, it's like just don't have him in the show. Like you obviously don't know what to do with him. Just don't it, have him.
1: It's a shame oh, whoa, because whoa, whoa. the actor they picked for him is amazing. He's so good. Yeah, they they could it could have been so awesome because yeah, straight up like the character is super good i mean so, he, so, i mean I, i'm I mean, ahead, the, the, that actor just oh, they just didn't utilize him
2: so that actor is fucking phenomenal yeah. but yeah. you
1: guys you guys need to
2: back off on your own gray the pirate on the show okay because he had one of the most clear concise character arcs this entire series had okay um it makes sense because throughout the whole series his goal was to fuck the queen and this plot extended further when he fucked the queen, and the arc came to a thrilling conclusion when he fought the other man, who fucked the queen.
1: Yeah, yeah, super dumb. Yes,
0: the, the issue being that Euron from the books is busy like practicing warlock stuff and has a horn that may or may not control dragons and like kills gods for a hobby and has a warlock eye and
1: yeah, the guy a- he's. He is amazing in the book. He's a cool
0: dude. A monster of a character. But also, oh, yeah. like, it's the man. You are so cool.
2: Horrible.
0: But man, are you cool. Like, you are the... In a book, in a franchise full of the edgelordiest edgelords that ever edgelorded kind of thing, like, we're talking Ramsay Bolton and Joffrey and shit like that, the fact that you have Euron, who's, like, just as... Yeah, I fucking throw puppies off the rail, but somehow like loops around you. Like, but you're still cool somehow. Is a testament to that character. He, he's basically the Ted Bundy
1: of yeah. the group. I mean, whereas you know, like Ramsey is just John Wayne Gacy. Like, yeah. no, no, nobody's really attracted uh, no, and, to him. And, and that's he's the just, thing. I he's think just like, he's just a really uh, like not cool. He he doesn't he doesn't make. People swoon when he gets near them. Yeah, I mean, like, basically, for me, like Euron was a twisted version of Oberon in many ways. Like they have a lot of personality similarities. Yeah, but they, they are whereas Oberon is
0: personified.
1: Whereas Oberon is is more of the I like things and I like things that feel good and I like feeling good and I like I I prefer other to, people to feel good. And that's where my weird, my Libertine lifestyle goes. Whereas the Libertine lifestyle, if you're on Greyjoy, is horror and torture and, the uh, Rams. yeah, they're, like, he makes Ramsey look like a pansy in many ways because he uses crazy warlock magic.
0: Yeah. So, like, yeah. dude, Lily has an eye patch, not because he's missing an eye, but to cover up his crazy OP- Warlock Eye, yeah.
1: So it's just, but he's just characterized better, and it's just, God, he's yeah. That's the thing. It's like when when they when they that was that was the things I didn't like when they did characters a vast disservice on the way that they were that they were written. I mean, and that's and that's that's probably the ones that I think were the most egregious. I mean, um. I also, I do, and I, I don't know, I, all right, so I'm also kind of a big fan of House Terrell, and I think they did a lot with them, I think they did a lot of cool stuff, but I, uh, I don't know. There's some ways of what they did with them, I was just like, uh, okay.
0: They're fine, though, I think. I think they got the overall yeah. gist, which is they are yeah schemers and politicians, not fighters
1: necessarily. Yeah, yeah, not fighters at all. It's yeah. I mean, they they make light of it. They're like, yeah, our our sigil's a flower. Everybody else says like dragons and wolves. We have flowers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh,
0: it's to, to loop back to Euron for a second. So yeah, like to Alex's point, like actor can fucking act, and I think that's what hurt me yeah. the most, which he's... is like it's a great casting for Euron. Like the yeah, guy, he's so the, good. The guy has the right person. He kind of nails the like. Fucking pirate swaggery vibe going yeah. on. But then what he's given to work it was bad. And like I, I point to yeah. that moment. Like Euron was the moment I'm like, i mm, I'm not gonna be as into the show as I used to be, kind of thing. Like they they took one of my favorite characters and just left it a shell character, and it was early on enough that I'm like, eh, let's start tempering the expectations for the rest of this shit.
1: Yeah, I mean and and really, the worst of him comes after, and this is a part of a greater topic I want to talk about at length, which is whenever the show went past the books. Yeah. And that's, but, yeah, but right now I was just kind of, you know, wanting to talk about, like, the good and the bad. Sure. And what, you know, what I like the most. All right, so other things. All right, I, so I'll, I'm going to come up with the good points, A few good points. All right, so there's some things that, I am glad they skipped it. I'm glad that they didn't cover it all in the in the show. i um, and yeah, the show's better for it. All right, so the the side thread with John Connington and A- Aegon and the other person claiming to be Aegon Targaryen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just I think even in the books, it already feels like George R. R. Martin doesn't know what he wants to do with these characters. It's. I don't. I. I find their side plot really unfascinating. I think the idea is cool in that you know add another army that's apparently also heading over to the Seven Kingdoms to try to take it over. In addition to Daenerys coming over at some point. So, yeah, I. I think that's interesting. More than one claim, but uh, no, it's not. It's. For me, it's, that's one of the threads in the book that I was just like, eh, it's not that well, I'm fine with them not putting it in there.
0: I, I think it, the most damning thing against that argument is like, Euron feels weird. They have no hints of that plotline anywhere in the show, and there's you don't miss anything. Like there's
1: no kind of sharp edge you
0: get caught on going like, huh, maybe there should have been something else here. I guess like
3: it's oh yeah
1: yeah yeah. So this in yeah like yeah the John Connington stuff no, not necessary. All right, so the fake uh fake Arya running around Jane Poole. That's I'm glad that they skipped that thread. Yeah. It's needless. It's needless. I don't think they even. I I feel like in the book they he's just looking for a reason to get rid of it. Because it's just uh, it doesn't really go anywhere. I, think I don't think the to sense up for
0: Arya kills Arya at that point, but
1: yeah, I think I think what we're going to I think what he wanted to figure out was He couldn't figure out any more. He likes to have people using a lot of political intrigue. Yeah, and he's trying to figure out different ways of who's, you know, how can I give this person any sort of weight? How can I give this faction over here something to bargain with? And so he thought of, all right, a fake Arya. Eh, it's not that great. So and. But maybe it's okay. But I am super fine with that. Not, not being in the, yeah. I mean, in, not in, not the being in the same
0: vein, the condensed version of the Brotherhood without banners, like it's a thing yeah. in the show. But it's a much bigger deal in the books. But you know, maybe it doesn't need to be actually.
1: Yeah, and and sticking in them with Lady Stoneheart really kind of messes with the meaning because I feel like. What the only thing that made them interesting was the fact that they were without banners, that they no. just were a group of freemen that very, in a certain many ways, very similar to you know north of the wall, the wildlings, that they, and that they were kind of a Robin Hood gang, and then in the books they. They are put in with Lady Stoneheart, and now they're just a revenge gang. And now they're, they're always kind stick. of a
0: revenge gang in the book, though too. Like they now they
1: now they don't even have any. Uh, now their direction is just solely this woman's vengeance, rather than we're trying to free the countryside. Yeah, yeah and that's that's I mean you know freedom fighters freeing the you know it's and they and they they didn't even get into I feel like you know getting into the you know one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter. And that's where I thought, you know, they could do some really cool stuff with the brotherhood without banners, but yeah, there again, you know, there's only so much time to devote in, in a TV series. And I'm fine that they didn't go too far with that. They used it for some certain setups. I mean, mainly just some interesting stuff with Ari and the hound in the end, but yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that being skipped.
0: Yeah. I, this is gonna sound weird, like, in the books, the Brothers Without Banners, I think, is always meant to kind of be the stand-in army for the realm, the people Varys fights for, and the yeah. realm never quite gets built up in the show the way it is in the book. Like, it's... The yeah. show touches on the idea of the common person doesn't give a fuck who's on the Iron Throne. The book hammers on that point with a lot of frequency. Yeah. It's like, yeah, all, this, all these lords fighting, no one cares.
1: What they do, All they know is... That- we either have food and work, or we don't.
0: We're being made to pay the consequences of someone I've never met getting in a fight with someone else, or I have enough to eat. Yay. Yeah,
1: to piggyback that on a bit, I feel like if they would have emphasized that more in the show, it would have made the fact that I mean, at a certain point, I mean, people are like wondering, oh, why is everybody still fine with whoever's on the Iron Throne? Like, why is there not some widespread Revolt, trying to take Joffrey off, or trying to take Tommen off, trying to whatever. You know, why isn't it? It makes more sense if you realize that the people don't care as long as they're fed. Yeah. And if they made that a little bit clearer in the TV show, like they do in the books, I think that's that makes more sense. that That's why people have no real loyalty to one or another. They're just like whoever's better for us. Like if if we're suffering. But if we're not just suffering, and that's the thing, most people didn't suffer under Joffrey's rule. Yeah, and I feel like they—that's something that would have actually made that even more interesting—is showing that most people were fine. They didn't care. They didn't know. Kings, all kings, are brutal and murderous. So it wasn't. Well, you're a big coming surprise. off the bad
0: King, who was extra terrible.
1: Yeah, and so that, and they didn't even re, they didn't rebel against that. I mean, there was not a common rebellion against any of that. I mean, what happened to the Mad King was not a rebellion against the Mad King. Well it, it was, was,
0: but not by the people. It was by Robert who got mad that his what do you thought Ragar, was his girlfriend well, Robert snubbed. was
1: just it was just about Rhaegar. It wasn't yeah. even about him wanting the throne. Yeah. That just happened. And that literally only happened because, well, um, you know, Jamie killed the killed Ares. And that's it. I mean, it wasn't even. It wasn't even necessarily in Robert's plans to be king at all. He was just yeah. pissed off. That's pretty much it. And so, yeah, the general population's like, ah. "Oh, <laughs> they're <know>?
3: fighting
0: <laughs> again." Oh joy.
1: Yeah, great. We're probably gonna have the, the bad farms, bad farming for a while because a lot of people are gonna be dead. Great, but yeah, I mean that's the thing. But yeah, that's that's what I kind of feel about that. They, they could have played that up more in the series and I think it would have made some of the points seem more sensible. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. There's just, yeah, but there are, there's, I can't, I'm, I, you know, not everything's necessarily coming to mind. I'm, you know, I've been trying to write, to write some notes here, but there are other things in the book. That I'm just like, eh, it skipped over in the TV show. Yeah. Cool we don't that. have the time Whatever. or
0: the need to cover kind of all of them. Like it's, Suffice it if you enjoy the TV show, you'll probably enjoy the books. There's a lot of stuff in the books that never quite makes it into the show, like the whole subplot hinting at um, uh, what's his name, uh, Tyrion maybe being a Targaryen and stuff like yes. that. Yes, completely yeah. absent from the show.
1: Yeah, I mean in the in the books he has like the white hair, more like one of the Targaryens, and purple eyes, and purple eyes. Yeah, yeah. and so they they not so much hint that yeah that. There was something between yeah the uh, yeah that that was that was the thing that happened, so yeah, so that's but yeah, there's a, yeah i in the books they make it they make a lot more people, there's a lot more people that are trying to claim the throne, yeah, well, that's well, one thing they and i'm and I'm glad that but the thing is in the show, I think that would get too scattershot. I mean it was it was getting difficult as it was, keeping up with all these different locales with different things going on
0: well, and like in, I, in some of the cases, some of the people that pop up in the books just kind of serve to pop up and add some fraction like if so many of them get knocked down so quickly, it's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense to bother even doing some of them,
1: yeah, I mean, so I mean that's that's kind of a positive for me. They skipped things that didn't need to be covered. That's fine. I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, um, that's sort of the, yeah, I kind of wanted to just give my thoughts on, you know, good things, bad things, you know, general. Sure. All right, Alex, you're up.
2: Okay. So, uh, just to kind of go over some initial stuff as far as the show goes, the acting, again, cannot stress this enough. Yeah. Everyone on that show—I don't think there was yeah. a person on that show who was miscast. Yeah. that didn't do a good fucking job. Like, yeah, everyone on that show was fucking phenomenal. Like even even when the writing at the end just fucking lacked. Yeah, like the actors are phenomenal. Amelia Clark's like her face when she goes into that descent of madness—fucking brilliant. Like oh,
1: her her expressions throughout the whole series. Like I mean, yeah, she is really good at emoting. it's the eyebrows dude yeah and and doing it (laughs) and doing it with subtleties a lot of subtleties to her yeah her expressiveness just yeah even just her her facial expressions yeah she yeah yeah
2: it was it, it reminds me of um there was a it was an article or thing i was looking into about actors who there are very few actors who can do it but uh Jake Gyllenhaal is one of these actors as well who has a really good way of also acting with their eyes mm. extremely well. So when you see, like, turns of, like, darkness or, like, weirdness, like, it feels really creepy. So, like, he has that for sure. Jake Gyllenhaal has that. And Emilia Clark has that as well. She's just so... Just something about the way she, she does it. It's just her eye work and then, like, her eyebrows are just really good. Like, she's got super pronounced eyebrows and they... It worked really well. She's super animated. Like, yeah. I, or somebody, she's like an emoji came to life, so to speak. <laughs> but like, yeah. So the acting's phenomenal. The but it's never overacted.
1: Like you know, the, no. she's never over. It's never melodramatic. The way her expressions.
2: No, uh, not at all. It's not. She doesn't go full Nick Cage. Yeah. So, um, cinematography on that show, like the way everything's filmed, just everything is so beautifully done. Um the music i can't remember the guy's name uh i think it starts with an r and then his last name starts with a d i'll look it up for right now but uh the music on that show also was just phenomenal oh yeah the like,
1: music yeah absolutely like
2: yeah what well, like when you have like range of Castro playing when the red wedding's going on mm. and all that stuff's going on that's stupid good the anxiety that builds up when the night king's walking right up to Brand like that music buildup, that whole sequence and everything being shot there it was just so good. Like, oh yeah, it's 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 the music was amazing. Like, so everyone else on that show was phenomenal. I don't know where the budget went for the writing this last season. Uh,
0: like, uh, okay, so I, I think this might be a good time so to kind of jump into the idea of the books extending out past the or the show extending out past the books. So, yeah. th- there are some details and some plots that get dropped because the show lacks certain things, predominantly the mysticism. Like, And this is a weird thing to harp on. There are some characters whose names are subtly but drastically different from the book to the show. The weirdest of which is the Night King. Mm. In the books, he's the Night's King. In mm-hmm. the show, he's the Night King. It is... Mm-hmm. And- and and down to their origin stories they're pretty different like the show implies the night king is the original white walker dude from the tree in the books he's not even the original white walker yeah he is like the mm. first lord commander of the night's watch turned into a white walker and well
1: that's one of the thoughts yeah
0: it's yeah
1: there's there's a couple of different even in the books there's yeah. a couple of different ideas on who he might be it is widely thought he might be one of yeah, one of the Starks actually yeah. a Stark that was that was uh, Lord Commander on the Wall yeah, and that's and that's the myth, mythos with it. I mean, the story told is it was a Night's Watch commander on the Wall that fell in love with basically what sounds like one of the one of the the Whites the yeah. White Walkers
2: yeah it's so like so, so like the Night King I, I I thought was like the build-up was several seasons long and it's like it's it's it, it felt really really good leading up to where it was going and it just was over like, no so oh, okay i
0: i bring the night king up because in this situation it's important because and the skywork it's a little bit kind of nitpicky if you will the idea that and again like this got some kind of pedantic I don't think George R.R. Martin knows what the Night King is in a meaningful way just yet.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think he necessarily intended for the Night King to be a pivotal character.
0: I, I don't know. I think I, I think he's going to have a big role in the books. I don't think we know. I Like, so, and maybe it's kind of I've been far enough in the books, I know this, that whole thing of how you mate more White Walkers, that hasn't been in the books yet. No, it hasn't. Like That was a yeah. big deal when that popped up in the show. That was the first time the show got beyond the books and there's this kind of backlash against the book people of people from the show rubbing it in the book. was like, ah, we know something you don't know yet, which was fine. We totally deserved it at that point. We've been smugged for too many seasons at that point. <laughs> but like th- the ultimate fate of what the hell the Night King is with the White Walkers even are like, hell, there is no Ice Dragon yet in the books. I assume that'll happen because that's cool as shit. But it's also just as possible that will never happen.
1: Yeah. yeah, It's possible.
0: And I'm to I, I kind of go back to the books for a second. There are so many weird things involving the Night King, the Night's King, and the Wall, and kind of what that all means and how it ties into Bran and time travel and all that jazz bullshit. The show just doesn't have the same level of hand-wavy mysticism. It just can't do. Like, I, it's A lot of the crazy theories out there, like that Bran is like several historical figures, are based off of kind of some of the more weird stuff in the book. The book makes a big deal of bringing up how many fucking people that were Starks have the last name, have the first name of Bran.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. So like, they they introduce a lot of cool stuff here and there, and then like that being said. I loved seasons one through seven. I think they all kind of brought something yeah. to the table. Even when they ran out of book material, season seven was pretty good. Like, I loved Arya's, like, for me, like, I love Arya's storyline. Like, her whole arc and everything, I loved. Yeah. Like, she was fucking great. And she was one of my favorites. Like, she's up there with, like, Ramsey and uh, Oberyn. Sure. Like, I will say, I, I dare say that she's probably number one on the list. of anybody I wanted to see make it through the show... I would say she is my number one, like, cause she's she's had a phenomenal development. Um, like, they they bring her on, or, or rather, I mean, she everyone knows she kills the night king, and if you don't know that by now, you shouldn't be listening to this fucking podcast. Yeah. but anyway, um, so they introduce you, like, they introduce you to all the cool stuff she can do, like the faceless man, the face swapping. She even does a little bit of here in like, you know, in, in Westeros, she does it where she fucking offs the fucking phrase, and like. Clean fucking fashion. She was, that. That was probably super. That was just so satisfying. So they they introduced yeah. like like I understand there are certain things that get held out from the books. That's understandable. But there was stuff that was introduced on the show, and it just never means anything ever again in this last season. It meant absolutely nothing that Arya was like could do the face swapping or anything like that, or that she was an assassin. All she did was just kind of she charged the Night King when was ambidextrous. Like, okay, well
0: you you could make the argument that all the faceless man training is what taught her to be that sneaky and that good at stabbing people in the gut but you're, yeah. you're you're not wrong And i'd also bring up the fact that like the the faceless man arc in the books is infuriatingly not done yet or not coming anywhere near close to a end
1: oh no yeah it's not yeah as far as i know and it like, is not finished
0: arya's spent like over a book in the house of many faces or whatever or the house of black and white like it is It along with Bran going north are two of the like most fascinating, but also good God, wrap it the fuck up already! Plot lines of the books that like fans of the books sit there gnashing their teeth, going, "Just fucking tell me where this goes already! I need to know." It's been there forever,
1: but so far, like George R. R. Martin, I mean the way he writes, he generally intends to finish off his plot lines. He doesn't leave tangling plot threads which is the number one problem with the show for in my opinion was once they went past the books the writers are good all right so i'm going to say this the writers are very very good at adapting the works of george r, r. martin they are not good at trying to write on their own I agree 100% wow i mean that was that was where i mean once basically once you get into season 6 and like you notice that season six is like all of a sudden it's a shorter season, it's like uh well it's because they don't know what to do anymore. I mean yeah,
0: yeah I, I I'd go so far as to say like I think the plot points that happen like I assume Game of Thrones ends at this point with John killing Daenerys. I, I that's how it's always going own to end in my mind like that's, that's yeah kind of yeah given.
1: yeah I'm pretty sure that was a George R R Martin. This has this is definitely happening. This has to happen. Thing that he told them.
2: Yeah, because I mean, I they mean, were so the offering ma- to do ten seasons. <laughs> like they're like, hey, we'll do ten seasons, ten episodes each. But then D and D. And when I reference D and I don't mean D and D the board game. D and D is in reference to D B Weiss and David Benenoff. I believe his name is. Uh, the two assholes would ruin the end of the series, if I as far as I'm concerned. But anyway. um so yeah like adapting the work was was solid it was great but i think like they it was it was a combination of them trying to rush and get this wrapped up which is why why would you consider going down to just six episodes and four of them are hour and a half long when you could have just done like I, i saw a really cool breakdown online where it was like okay season eight is the night king arc Season nine would be the arc with them taking down Cersei, and then season
1: ten would be Daenerys' rise and fall. That's too long.
3: Yeah,
2: I I, I guess so far as to
0: say they like
1: I feel like they could have done it in one season just with ten episodes.
2: Maybe I, I, I would give you that, but I think I think spacing them out a little bit more would also kind of wrap up some extra little things here and there like you could like part of my biggest like, but i remember season gonna- seven
1: was short season seven was only what seven episodes yeah and so even there it's like they could have like even i don't know it just well the thing is what became very obvious to me is yeah they don't know how to write as uh, as rich uh, they just don't know how to write what the way George R. R. Martin tends to write. So all right, so the first five seasons are almost entirely all about social and political intrigue. Like it's all about shades of gray, like, he's kinda good, but kinda not, they're kinda good. There's there's all these this moralities and loyalties and alliances and it was I mean, it was still games being played and that's what made it really interesting to and I feel like that's what made it truly interesting to the average viewer was the fact that it didn't just focus on you know dragons and magic and magic and dragons it was was about the people and it was about this political intrigue well once you get to like season 6 everything starts to be like this is bad guy bad guy killed by good guy and that's the way everything's written that eventually bad guy has to be killed by good guy And and also the idea that in order for them, for a good guy to kill a bad guy, the bad guy has to be truly bad. Instead of, good guy might kill kind of good guy, which is more meaningful and more interesting. It's like, why did they kill, you know, why would a good guy kill off of somebody else that's kind of good, actually? You know, what's, what was the issue here? What was the problem here? You don't have to make somebody super evil to kill them off. That's and I some- think that's... That's something that George R. R. Martin did constantly in the first five books is there's people going to war with each other that don't really disagree all that much. And there's people conniving against each other, working against each other and all these different loyalties and different things that people want to do. And yeah, when yeah it's and then after season five and when you start to get in season six and seven, it's all about just there's a bad guy. We we are the good guys. We kill the bad guys. And previous seasons were never that cut and dry. And the previous seasons were never that black and white. The morality just kind of became to, all right. So we need to make somebody really evil so we can have the good guy kill them. And when the the rest of the books or the books and the rest of the seasons were totally not about that. So
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna just dive into the shit that I think just didn't make any sense. Sure. Okay. Season. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, okay, so, in this last season, I mean, we, we talk about how, like, the first two episodes I thought were really good. Like, it was the introduction of all these story arcs all starting to come together. Yes,
3: yes, You I have agree.
2: reunions, you have, like, welcomes. Even the meeting with, like, Bran in, in the courtyard and fucking Jamie Lannister yeah. were fucking great. Like, it, it's a nice, like, it's a nice little tying. And then you have, like you know, a a part of Jamie's storyline coming through, like, you know what? Yeah, he is the Kingslayer. He did kill the Mad King, um, because you know, and he has mentioned in previous seasons, would you really sit there and watch a king murder millions of people because he said so? Like, no. Like, you, you, he, despite the bullshit they ended him with, he, he, his story arc was, like, redeeming. He was, he was a, he was on par or, or on par with Theon to have one of the best redemption arcs on the fucking show.
1: You're talking about Jamie, so, right?
2: Jamie, yeah. He he was on par with Theon to have one of the best redemption arcs because Theon had an absolutely wonderful redemption arc. I mean, but anyway, so like you you have the meetup, you have like that moment before, and I, one of my favorite shots of like the second episode leading up to the Night King fight was that moment when they're all gathered around drinking alcohol and like sing a song, and Podrick just starts to sing. That song, which was, it was just so good. Like, it sets the mood just right. It was, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Yeah. And then, and then you have the night, you know, the, 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 the big battle with the, you know, the undead, which I actually thought was pretty good. Oh, yeah. A lot. I mean, you granted, there, are, there's a, was a lot of fucking part armor active
1: on oh, that Oh, yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> so, there again. Which is fine. All right. And that goes to, honestly, a point that I'd like to expand on larger, not right now, uh, because I want you to continue, but that's what happens when you write plot threads backwards. Yeah. But but so, please go on.
2: So then you have the big fight, and then you have Arya killing the Night King, which, by the way, totally cool with. Oh, yeah. Although, I mean, I get it, like, she killed him, she's an assassin, but it felt like this whole season or the whole show was building up to having Jon fight the Night King. Like, that's, that's what it felt like the buildup should be and then it's a character from another story arc that comes by and kills him. So,
1: I'm not mad that Arya did it. I feel it could have been better. So- I think when it comes to the way it's going to be written in the books, she's going to have, there's going to be better reasons for it happening the way it happens. It's definitely there again. That's definitely a George R R Martin signed off, you know, plot thing that that he wants to yeah. happen, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't decided what all will make that less plot armorish and more meaning, and more eh, makes sense within the world.
3: Yeah. But
0: it also feels and very kind of RR R. Martin subversiveness. Like the idea yes, that you don't absolutely. get what you want. Like that that's what the books no. are known for. Yeah. The the person that does the thing isn't necessarily the person you want to do the thing. Like it's Yeah. Dion Greyjoy's whole arc is based on like yeah, you hate this guy, but also you're going to feel real bad for him real quick.
2: Yeah, but and, I mean and that being said, like I there's that quote flying around with like art isn't a democracy. You don't get to choose what's decided, and I'm not trying to change the storyline. Like I get that's what was written and that's what was presented, and that's fine. The way it was, we got to point A to point B is the part that fucking sucks. Sure. Like, like John being John being the one who killed Daenerys. That's fine. Yeah, that's there that again, was gonna that happen. Particular Arya,
1: thing definitely signed off on. Yeah, but like, I get
2: that. It's 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 the journey that I have a problem with, not the destination.
1: Well, so,
0: so, and I I think I have to loop back on a topic we talked about, kind of the idea of adapting. If you told me that for like seventh and eighth season, D and D got given a list of bullet points from R. R. Martin that was like, okay, here's the major plot points, and was told, okay, figure it the fuck out yourselves now. I would totally believe that because that's how these yeah. seasons feel to me. I guess. Like, oh yeah. the, well, yes, yes. Got to hit these and points.
1: Like, yeah, and on the you know, and you're talking about you know with John being the one to actually kill Daenerys. It's like that. Be, and this is comes. This kind of comes from the writing backwards thing I just mentioned. In that they wanted that to happen, but to make that happen, instead of just making it happen and being you know going against. Would, you know going against the grain as george R, R. martin likes to do as going against expectations they're like we have to in order for the good guy to kill the bad guy the bad guy has to be bad first so let's make her uh, like all of a sudden just insanely murderous yeah and so they and but is that uh, that just shows me that they were right they wrote this thing backwards and I can tell because things like that it's like we had and also it goes with the we have to make good guys and bad guys for our show even though that's never what George R.R. Martin ever did ever. I mean, even even the some of the purest characters have things about them that are like morally and ethically like uh I mean, uh, for instance, the whole Theon Greyjoy thing actually reminded me of that because like Ned Stark Theon Greyjoy was a hostage. Yeah. He was a hostage. The show he was straight up a hostage, some, yeah. So yeah, and that I mean the shirt. All right, so the shirt that I wore the other day to the showing is one with the quote that uh, that uh, that Tyrion says to uh, Theon, which is, "Your loyalty to your captors is touching."
2: Yeah, and and like I, I mean, I know he was a captive, but he was also kind of brought in to be part of that family. the, the uh, show does not do a great job always the
0: Greyjoys. always clear where
1: his place was.
0: Yeah, I, the, the Greyjoys are like one part Vikings and one part like samurai Pirates. stereotype in the show. Like yeah, the, yeah. the concept of honor mm-hmm. and family to them runs a lot deeper than the show ever pays homage to. Like I yes, like uh, King Greyjoy. I'm blanking on his name right now. The the dad Balon Balon like. He's earned that title as king of the as king of the yeah. Iron Islands kind of thing. Like it's the, yeah, dude is not a pushover. That, and like he he dies in a similar manner, kind of thing, kind of in a similar paranoia. But like the dude is sitting there scheming constantly, how to get how to get one on Ned Stark kind of thing. Like the guy, but yeah, the,
1: but yeah, yeah, but yeah. What I'm saying is, is they they started to get into all right. So we've got this plot. We've got these plot points we need to lead to. But the way that they want to lead to those plot points is just so contrived and so ordinary. Like I said, they have to have a clear good guy and a bad guy when no, at no part in the rest of the season was there other than maybe Ramsay. Because he's, but he's just like, he was murderous but murderous with no real point. Whereas, I mean honestly, even Ned Stark is kind of murderous. Yeah. But there's a point to what he does. Uh, yeah. I mean I, but it so and that's the thing, it's like they they just got into this we have to make Daenerys bad so that John can kill her. When it would have been for me way more meaningful is Daenerys is just showing signs that she could be dangerous and John killing and making which would make John killing her way more of a moral quandary and way more interesting. And I feel like he's probably gonna do that in the books. He's going to she's not going to just suddenly go go from zero to to genocide.
0: So can I touch on that idea for a second, actually? Okay. The, the books actually kind of establish early on, like in the first book, that Daenerys is unhinged is the wrong word, but definitely potentially her father's daughter kind of thing. Like they, there are, and the way the book plays with this idea is they do a really good job of framing them as the right, the, like the heroic thing to do at the time, but you take a step back and like some of the stuff she's okay with and signs off on and kind of carries out herself is kind of from the opposite side, not great. So this the the, the kind of the heel turn that people found so surprising, it's there. The issue is there's not a lot of like the books do a better job of emphasizing some of the brutality. She will go to kind of the eye for the eye policy. She kind of enforces time and yeah. time again. Like, a, like my favorite joke coming out what of season eight was, "Man, everyone who named their kid Daenerys or Tar- or or Khaleesi's gotta be kicking themselves right now." If you've read the books, you know it's kind of a dangerous thing to name your kid after anyone in the books. Because,
1: well, in the books, they just they make it clear that it's still a cursed lineage. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. because of massive inbreeding. Yeah but it's still very much a very super cursed lineage. But yeah, it's just for them to, you know, figure out what to do with her there again, like after the books, uh, after they outran the books, so their characterization of her was just good guy. And then bad guy instead of morally ambiguous, which is the way that he tends to write most of his characters. They're all morally ambiguous. I mean, even Jon Snow who's probably kind of one of the purer characters yeah annoying I mean, so in the books yeah mm. but he kind of is he has his own moral issues yeah. like he wanted to straight up leave the you know leave the wall i mean he wants to do that in in both media in both versions he wants to leave the wall to to help his family out but he's driven by duty but and so he's probably the least morally ambiguous but there's some there as well, and
3: yeah, it's oh, they they
1: they. It's like they forgot what moral ambiguity is, and they forgot that it's actually you don't have to have good guys and bad guys.
0: Yeah, I'm also talking more about the fact that, like, as early as season one, you have Daenerys totally cool with her brother getting murdered via molten gold. Like, it's played off as a heroic. But it was moment clear her. that
1: her brother was basically raping her too.
0: Oh yeah, I know. Like, it, it's it's a It's a moral thing where it's like, yeah, yeah. how we got to here, this totally makes sense. But the show didn't kind of put the effort into emphasizing, like, how totally okay she is with how kind of brutal the death is.
1: Uh, There again, like, he was seriously Uh, abusing her. Yes. And so I don't think that that that, I don't think that was a sign at all. I think that was just, that was a, I just killed my rapist. Yeah. It, and now I get now I get his power.
0: Yes. I, I I was more kind of getting at the idea that like it's there are signs to Daenerys will go hardcore as early on as the first kind of couple episodes.
1: I don't I don't I don't I don't so, really see that.
2: So so okay.
1: And they and definitely those... it's not played at all in the series sure. in the TV series.
2: Yeah, that's so, what I was getting so, at. Yeah. So there are moments where she yeah, she is vicious. But the people she's been vicious to have always been her enemies. Yes. It's been the slave masters at Yonkai. It was when she crucified the other slave owners in Marine. Yes. Yeah. It's always been people she's given a chance to. It's never all of a sudden been, you know what, fuck this town,
1: fuck King's Land. Um Yeah, she 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 has yet I mean the thing is she hasn't raised any area and just like, oh, civilians, whatever. And just like, she she has a self-righteousness, which is, that's her most dangerous trait, is her self-righteousness, really. It's not that she's crazy, it's, that's the thing, and that's why I, I feel like the characterization of her is just going off the deep end and just being homicidal all of a sudden Is is a real break from feeling, and they did play on this a little bit in the TV series, self-righteousness, like that. And they and they did talk about this in, in, in even in last season is that she is incredibly self righteous that she really feels like what she does is the right thing and she's really driven by that she feels like and and she feels super strongly about her birthright as well or or the, yeah. the the Iron Throne being her birthright. I, I would also but
0: throw in the challenge here of regardless of how she gets to crucifying a couple hundred people. She still crucifies a couple hundred people. Yeah. All enemies. Not, no, but that's the point. No, but the, the, that. My my point being, like, it's the the idea of its enemies is kind of a subjective thing. Like, it's the. She goes from zero to hundred. What's the? Could she be better than her enemies in that case? Yeah, but she still cru- chooses to crucify a couple hundred people, just as they would, kind of thing. And you can make the argument of, well, it's, it, it goes back to the eye for an eye kind of thing. They, they are her enemies, but also. She's trying to play up this kind of benevolent, slave-free, or queen angle of it, but she will go for the throat at a low provocation.
1: But but the people of King's Landing did nothing to her. Yes. Literally nothing. You didn't even hear them cheering against her or something, or talking poor of her. That never happened. She never saw them, re- like, even... She didn't even give them a chance to welcome her. That's the, She just rolled yeah. in and was like, no, you all die. For no no reason, no stated reason. They just it was like they went to the women be crazy trope so that yeah, they could justify is, killing her, and that's a dumb reason.
2: It's so it was so poorly done. No, no, no. Because she literally just it's a light switch. Like I get I get that she is like she's upset that Masande's dead. And I she, get that
1: she's she's fully totally justified, no she's she's she yeah, and when she was ups and she was kind of not in a great mind state because of what John revealed to her of his you yeah know, him being actually the the true heir or at least the yeah. heir in line first,
2: yeah, and her whole thing is, hey, we're gonna break the wheel, so in reality, that part really isn't that big of an issue, even though they make it to be more of an issue because people followed her before you know before people found out that jon was a thing but jon also had people follow him before anybody knew he was a fucking targaryen to begin with yeah he just naturally led people they could have gone with that angle and really kind of pushed that further but at this point it was just like it was oh hey i'm a targaryen oh well you could be competition even though i'm breaking the wheel and i have a dragon (laughs) well so so, and
0: maybe this is something that kind of you had to Yet it comes out of the books when you had to watch the kind of behind the Game of Thrones thing, which is not an excuse for the kind of like this should have been in the show. But the idea that Daenerys, who's been told of the last kind of X number of years her of her life, lives, yeah, but her life her entire a, life, de- she, she deserves down B, she's gonna show up, people are gonna welcome her. That doesn't happen. She kind of shows up, people are like, okay, yeah, whatever.
1: You're a Targaryen, yeah, And if
2: she's gonna
0: rule, but they
1: didn't openly revolt. She, they didn't say there wasn't like a big sign saying Daenerys go Daenerys go home. Yeah.
0: But they're also, but again, like remember back to like the early days of people telling her things like you're gonna show up and the people will overthrow whoever's in charge because you're the rightful heir, kind of thing. Like that—that that is a idea addressed in the show and hammered on in the books.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And then in the show, it's never brought up again at that point. Yeah like they brought it up in the beginning and it was like oh it's just telling tales of this and then it literally met no fucking consequences because she decided she was going to rule in fear which is fine but you can rule in fear without having to massacre an entire fucking kingdom
1: yeah Yeah. i mean holy crap you already
2: have you already have the dothraki you already have the unsullied and you have a fucking dragon if you were going to rule with fear you literally had everything you needed to keep people on top. Yeah, mind. You,
1: you didn't need. Already. She just. I mean, it literally, the. Yeah, the. The raising of King's Landing was dumb and needless, poorly done, no reason for it, no warning, and it reeks of being written backwards. And being written backwards by people who think that morality is always black and white. Yeah.
2: And not to mention. A long time her advisors, Tyrion and Varys, who so were supposed to be two really smart guys, were pretty fucking stupid
1: this entire Oh last god. Season. They just made like they-, ma- they just made them all of a sudden dense. I mean Tyrion's main thing is he doesn't trust or have that strong a loyalty in anything that he's always had, like Tyrion also hedges his bets. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, and, and he.
2: And he's supposed to be clever, but Varys as well. Like
1: much... Varys is the number one king of hedging bets, and that's another character that they did a massive disservice in the end. It's like that's how he dies. Yeah, it's, and it's like, like oh, uh, he survived. Like he even says straight up, like I've seen, I have lived through many kings. I have been an advisor to many kings. It's like, and and you've been awfully careful to survive this long to do that because you've been you've been a master of whispers for all of these, for all of these rulers. And so, uh, yeah, him being so dumb to, and then also Tyrion being that dense and all of a sudden super trusting and naive? Tyrion? yeah, Naive? No. No, No. Tyrion's the opposite of naive and they just turn him into a naive moron. The same with Varys. It's like they made them both... incredibly naive and nonsensical when the rest of the series they're pretty practical in a lot of ways
2: yeah so so you have two advisors who are fucking morons at that point and you have a guy who even though he says technically or even though people say he could technically be the heir, doesn't want to be king so what's your competition and what's your reasoning to want to burn down the entire fucking city it's stupid like, there's stuff at that point that just doesn't make any sense. Like, well at that point, Arya could have just gone into King's Landing and killed Cersei. But, you know, she chooses not to, and that's fine. But and then she just literally becomes useless the rest of the season.
1: Well, it goes along, sucks. I feel like, that they were made like that there again because of riding backwards. And, yeah. and in this case, the riding backwards happened with, we have to have Daenerys be able to pull this off without anybody really meaningfully standing in her way. So how do we do that? But her advisor oh no, but her advisors are usually telling her to do not dumb things. Okay, oh well, so we just need to make sure that she kill at least one advisor dies and the other one is completely useless. And yeah. so that's their so- backwards writing to get to another part of the backwards routing they tried to do to get to Daenerys sacks King or raises King's Landing. They had they had to write backwards and say but because they realized that uh, Tyrion and Varys would both be telling her, What? No! Don't do that thing! That's literally the worst thing you could possibly do. Why would you even say that? But in... Yeah. also... But, so to get rid of them saying that to her, because she usually listens to them, too. That's the other thing. They've established that she listens to her advisors. A lot, actually. As a matter of fact, she listens to them constantly. I mean, is it... I mean... The only reason she survived this long is because she kept listening to all of her advisors, to be perfectly yeah. honest. and all, of, So they had to get rid of her sensible advisors that she had been listening to, and to do that, they had to get rid of them in the most ham-fisted, dumb way by just completely changing their characters into dense morons. Yeah. And
2: so, I and uh, really I really quick, do think
1: that came from writing backwards.
2: Yeah. I, I think we're pretty much in agreement they did write this. They, they wrote, this is where you need to end. Yeah you can fill in the journey from point A to point B at that point. And the problem is they drop the ball. And in, in fact, I'll bring in a couple little things that I think just... These are the things for me that absolutely make no fucking sense. And I, I just want to bring them up because they stood out so much to me that I have to make this a bullet point. Mm-hmm. So, John kills Daenerys. Understandable. Fucking Drogon shows up. Sees Daenerys is dead. Sees a sword earner, and then decides to burn down the Iron Throne, doesn't kill Jon, scoops up the evidence of her body, and flies away. Mind you, a couple scenes ago, when Jon went to go visit Tyrion, guards took his fucking swords away, so he went in unarmed to go see Tyrion as a prisoner. They they took his sword. They let him hang on to his swords, and Daenerys walked into the Iron Throne room and was completely by herself with no guards. Okay. Sure, that makes fucking sense, especially after she's already been showing that her advisors and people close to her may be fucking questionable at that, considering they just executed Varys because he was spreading the whole thing about Jon being a Targaryen. They're not going to disarm the fucking other Targaryen there. Okay, fine, whatever. So Drogon scoops up the body, takes off. Jon is sitting there guilty. Fucking Grey Worm and the rest of the Unsullied show up, and their job was, you know what? This guy, okay, Mind you, er, a minute ago, what's it called? What's the name? Uh, Grey Worm was literally slaughtering Lannisters who had already surrendered, just needlessly because he fucking could.
1: Yeah, just slaughtering them. Whatever. I don't get okay? that either. Like Grey Worm of all, he's never been dishonorable like that. He's so, he's always yeah, he's, he's always been slavishly devoted to Daenerys. Yes, but he's yeah. he, so he. Sh- and, right, go ahead. and they even made it clear that he that wasn't on a direct order. Not really. It was just like, well, I guess we should just kill all the people now.
2: Yeah. So he starts to show that clearly he's not following a specific order. He's doing it because he's emotionally upset about the situation. Okay, that's fine. So then they storm uh, I can only assume because it's all off screen, because this is fucking stupid. Because they take a bunch of important scenes and they're off screen in the first fucking place, which is dumb. Uh Grey War. Shows up, I'm assuming, sees that Daenerys, there's a blood plot. Nobody can see where Daenerys went. All they know is Drogon took off. And basically, at that point, John has to admit, "Hey, I killed Daenerys." And Grey Worm's reaction was, "Hmm, I just finished slaughtering all these fucking Lannisters. I'm going to put John in jail and invite all the other lords of Westeros politics to decide his his fate." Since when the fuck does Grey Worm give a shit about Westeros politics? Yeah, his goal was to protect his queen and to fight for her. And if you see a guy who killed your fucking queen, you're not gonna sit there and invite the other fucking lords from around the from around the country to be like, well let's decide what we're gonna do with John. No, you would fucking kill him on the spot. Well fucking stupid. So we, we yeah. have
0: no idea how that whole thing plays out.
2: Because yeah. it was off screen, which is stupid. R- right. And I don't screw that but also
0: it's it's unfair to comment on what exactly happened. Like it's the that that, that is a shitty plot hole. That you could fill a variety of ways, but like just as likely John goes and surrenders and people go, No, you didn't kill her. He goes, Yeah, I did, and then I go upstairs like, Oh shit. Like that yeah, that transition I mean, is bad okay. and awkward and doesn't make a lot of sense, but like we can make just as many arguments for Grey Worm never goes up there and John just goes downstairs and surrenders as you can for he should have been dead in the throne room. Like I
2: yeah, and so then at that point, still though, even if that was the case, why would Grey Worm give a shit about Westeros politics and go summon all the other lords from all the other kingdoms to decide the fate oh, of Tyrion and fucking I don't John? think
0: Grey Worm does. I don't think Grey Worm's made a single decision for himself, though, that entire series, though, either.
2: So, so who That's schedules true. that meetup and who handles it? Who that? knows?
0: Like, there are still
2: advisors left. <laughs> I, I, let's pull one advisor Davos. that was left from that
1: Davos Davos was Davos? never well, he was he was never really that well He was never a, he was but he's, still, no, he's, he's never. still
0: semi in charge of things like the I
1: but he's, wind up with the he's kind not of- a, he's he's not a Daenerys advisor so why would Grey Worm trust him he, Grey Worm would probably you know trust something to a certain extent trust something said by uh... uh. Gosh. I can't even remember his name now. Um, Her, her, uh, the the dude that loved her and she would never love him. What's his name? Uh, Dario Naharis? No. Oh, uh, Jorah. Yeah, Jorah. <sighs> but he's dead. That's what I'm saying, but, I mean, he would have been the only person that Grey Worm would listen to, is what I'm saying. Yeah. He would be so the again- only person that, like, because that's the thing, he's another one of her trusted advisors and he would have listened to him too, but he wasn't around, and he's not. He doesn't know Davos Seaworth from a hole in the ground. So why would he trust that dude? Yeah, I mean, so again, and, and there again, he has an army. Yeah, the the, the so, unsullied. Yeah, we say that he follows Daenerys. The unsullied follow him without question.
0: Right, but I could also make the exact same argument of John doesn't surrender. who is behind northern lines. Like it's, it's not worth our time at this point to kind of spend a lot of time nitpicking this one transition. I think we all agree it's a bad transition, but like it's the, you, you can devil's advocate and shit on this one as much as you want. The issue is it's, we just don't know. There's nothing in the show that spells out how it goes. It's just a really bad plot hole.
2: Yeah. That's fair. So let's let's touch on the meeting that these guys have afterwards with all the lords and ladies of Westeros, which represent their respective kingdoms. So let's touch on that. Yeah. Grey Worm brings Tyrion... And somehow, Grey Worm, who's the one trying to figure it out and decide the fate, comes up lose, lose in this fucking scenario. And even then, it doesn't have any significance because he fucks off to Narth anyway. Yeah, like, hey, we're gonna. And, and it felt like it was a stupid little inside joke. We'll, we'll send John to the wall. Yeah, yeah. He'll the rest of his life,
1: whip, whip the, the, the the
2: fucking wall,
3: people.
1: The the non the non-existent you know brother uh, the the. Yeah, I mean there's there's no more there's no more need for the wall. It's not like Yeah. It's just oh gosh, it's just ham fisted wanting to give people a fairy tale ending and you know what? And this is something I told people straight up. I thought that Arya, my favorite character, was totally gonna die in this season. Yeah. I straight yeah. up I really thought she's gonna die in this season. I like, I mean I'm just saying is I felt like that there's there were, there's plot reasons where she very well could have. like I Alright, so... all right None of my predictions came true. I'm kind of glad. I think it was kind of... In, I think the way things turned out was more interesting, at least the things I made predictions on. I predicted Arya would die in a battle with Jon Snow.
2: Hmm. That's actually kind of cool. But uh, So just because I, I, I don't want to lose my train of thought on this one, I'm going to finish up this last part here real quick. So, you have... So you have the fate of Jon Decided. Tyrion mm-hmm. becomes the hand of the new king who's Bran, Bran the Broken. Never mind mm-hmm. Bran the Raven. No, it's just a Bran the Cripple over there. He'll be our new king. Mm. That'll work out. Wait, and by the way, shout outs to fucking Sansa. Being I mean, like, By the way, his dick don't work. So yeah. uh, thank you on that one. Thanks, Appreciate Sansa.
3: that.
2: Yeah, thanks, Sansa. But anyway, so you have Bran who's there. Basically, didn't do shit other than walk halfway through the fucking fight with the Night King. To do nothing
1: to get a, a, a close up view of everything, right? So, no, he, he no he he was key. No, I'm so, going to argue. <laughs> no, I'm going to argue that Bran was absolutely key to the whole thing because the Night King wouldn't even wouldn't even have come to Winterfell, period, if it wasn't for Bran. And Bran had to draw him there by warging out to these crows because. It was obvious that once the Night King saw the crows, he could track them to Bran.
2: No, he already had marked them in a previous season, and he said he can be tracked through the mark. So the raven working thing was absolute bullshit. He he was no he knew exactly where he was ever since he touched him when he was in that dream world, and he said so several times in the seasons prior.
1: So, but that still means that he the Night King would not, ha- Night King would not have come to Winterfell if he wasn't there. The Night King was following
2: Bran for the yeah, longest that, time at that point. Yeah, Ever that, since he could see him. But he, was- he
1: wouldn't have come to Winterfell, he wouldn't have put himself into this position. I mean, that's the thing, it's like, alright, so this is a tactics thing, and I've, and I've actually talked to somebody about this before. Alright, so you have this massive army, this massive, ever-growing army of the Night King. And you have a very limited amount of people in on the other side and so which of these All right, I'm gonna tell you two scenarios which of these two scenarios favors the smaller group over the bigger group is it the wide open field or is it the enclosed room
2: the enclosed room
1: absolutely so they had to draw the night king into somewhere where his massive numbers wouldn't matter as much they had to draw him that's why he wanted to go out with the tree, because you knew A, the tree would really, really bring out the Night King. The tree was definitely, like, the Night King was gonna want to go after the tree, too. And that that was just, like, a massive beacon. So they needed to draw him into an area where his numbers wouldn't matter as much, where he was way more vulnerable. And so, yeah, Bran was key to that entire battle. If he wasn't there, wouldn't have gone down that way. Night King would have just stayed in the sky. He would have just stayed on his dragon and just and just use the ice breath on everything. He would never the only have reason, to the ground.
2: The only reason he came to the ground is because he was knocked off his dragon, though. He was in the in the air already attacking King's Landing. He got yeah. knocked off his dragon.
1: He could have gotten back on.
2: Well, I mean, at that point, it's it's, it's still he's still coming after Bran. He was going to come to Winterfell one way or another. Bran was bait, and that's yeah. all he was. He literally was just like, I'm yeah. going to throw you out a hook here, and he didn't and that's serve the purposes.
1: And so without Bran there... The wouldn't have gone down that way. And without Brand yeah. knowing that you know Brand was actually thinking strategically there again, Brand was like, all right, so we need to draw him to this smaller area. I mean, that's why you saw that six archers were able to take out tons and tons of people because they had it all enclosed. They had it all ton- it was all tunneled off. And so whenever the rest of the walkers came, it was six archers that just slaughtered tons. Because, well, that wouldn't have because mattered because they started small... climbing
2: over the walls anyway. What's that? So they could have just climbed around the surrounding walls of of the of the garden anyway.
1: So why like, weren't you, you, climbing you, the walls? They could they were, have at
2: some point though. The thing they, is, the night king always knew where he was, so him working just to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna get a better view." Like that's all it was. It he already knew exactly where he was, and he was gonna get there one way or another. But I mean, well, I guess we'll agree to disagree on that one. But. But,
1: he was, but he wasn't going to come to a place where he could be killed easily. He wasn't going to run into the small area that does not favor him when his troops are dumb, basically. That's the thing. His troops are in mar- large numbers, but they're dumb. Whereas, you know, those six archers, which is all it took to just hold off a lot of forces for a very long time, but only because it was a small area. So the whole thing was massively strategic. It would not have happened otherwise. If Bran wasn't there, the Night King would have never come. And if Bran and if they hadn't specifically thought to put Bran in a strategic position, then the Night King would never have been vulnerable.
2: So I guess my question to this goes because earlier we were talking about the warging thing. If Bran hadn't warged during the fight, would have would have it made any difference? Possibly. I think him literally just sitting there with or without warging, would have had the same outcome. He didn't have to warg, and he couldn't warg into anything useful. He couldn't have tried to warg into a dragon. He couldn't try to warg into... The, well, he, I don't think he can unwarg into into undead, so I wouldn't even touch that one. But, like, he, he, he provided nothing. He couldn't do some scoping out, some intel. He provided nothing to that fight, other than literally
1: sitting there and being bait. There that, wasn't that's really intel to scope out, and they already had people out there watching for things. The thing is, like I was saying... This isn't a smart army that's rolling in. It's just it's just a horde. Yeah,
2: but at least having an idea of what like what's out there at that moment would have been useful. What's out you there
1: is a shit ton of ridden. undead. Like if it- they yeah, knew what yeah. was out there, it's just all a shit ton of undead. There's no, they didn't bring they didn't bring like siege equipment or like, you know, catapult or something. They yeah. just brought tons and tons of dead people. Yeah. It just It's still like... It's, it's not like there's he, something to actually scout.
2: He, it just... He brings nothing other
1: than literally being
2: bait. That's my point. Like, but
1: that's pretty important bait. Because yeah, he the bait. Use the bait. Otherwise, Night King would not have been killed.
2: Yeah, but you have a guy who can see past, present, and future. He can't so really he see the future. The I disagree wholeheartedly with this one, and I'll tell you why. He has... Because
1: he has ideas of the future. He has thoughts of what might happen. But he has made it clear that he said he lives in the past. He, said so he that says straight he up. lives in the past. He said it that's up. what he said. Yeah. And, and the reason I, I the reason I argue
2: this is because in the scene where he gets elected king, they look at him. Hey, do you want to be king? And his whole response was, "What do you think? I came down here." Yeah, but that
1: maybe it's because means- he 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 didn't he didn't see it happen but he predicted it it was a possibility i didn't see that as a he saw the future i saw that as a he was like this is a likely outcome that they would pick the one guy who has really nothing to add other
2: than being bait to become king no i honestly i don't think anyone would know seen that that coming.
1: they would pick the person who is the who is the living embodiment of their history yeah I mean, but
2: they didn't say the living in bottom of the history. Yes, they
1: did. Tyrion's argument,
2: Tyrion's, Tyrion's argument said we need a guy with the good story. The, the show has emphasized. But remember how much what Sam's,
1: argu- the or, Sam's argument was? Well, Sam's argument was democracy, and they
2: laughed at him about yeah. that one, and I felt bad. But he, but, like, but
1: faith- Sam had also like talked before. It's like this is the embodiment of all human history, the most important. I mean. He's the one who, there again, like, he was a part of the, you know, the plot to bring the knight's King in because he was like, yeah, they're going to totally go after Bran because Bran didn't, inness- there again, Bran didn't see the future. Bran didn't necessarily know that he would be able to attract the knight's King, not necessarily. I mean, it was Sam that had to make the argument that, hey, of course he's going to come after Bran. He- if I was going to erase all of human history, I would start with that dude.
2: I could have sworn that Bran himself said the Night King is after him. Because the Night King is always known that that the Night Night King can
1: see him. Yeah, Yeah. that is. But
2: but they've said that he was always after Bran in the first, or always after the Three-Eyed Raven in the first place. That's why for the longest time he has failed to get the the Three-Eyed Raven when he was inside the tree protected by the children of the forest.
1: But yeah, but, you know, why would I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I don't don't think Bran can see the future. At no point in the books is it ever established that he has any insight into the future other than the fact that he has the memories of man. And because of that, he has an easier time extrapolating on the data that he has. So
2: I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I think he absolutely can see the future. And it means he knew that Daenerys would lose her shit and literally wipe out millions of people. Just so he can become king, because for the longest time, even before that, he's like, "I can't be king of Winterfell." Even though he's the, he's technically the heir to the Wester or, or to the, to the Winterfell crown or whatever, he's like, "I can't be that. I'm just Bran. I'm the Three Eyed Raven." But then he goes down to fucking King's Landing. He's like, "Yeah, I knew you'd pick me at king. Let's go ahead and do this." No, that's terrible fucking writing, and there's no real lead up to that.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying, like. He's not supposed to be able to see the future, and but at no point in the book he gives the illusion he at, does. At it no point in the book, the I'll say this: for, I mean, Charlie has read further along than I have, but at no point in the book that I ever read has he ever shown that he can see the future.
0: I I can't remember exactly details on this one, so the brand story is a lot more. Stuff than the show has, unfortunately. Yeah, and then he's
1: muddled. Like, yeah. I if, yes, he has several POV if chapters. If we're more than
0: several, like he's one of the main POVs. Like, yeah, he I, is. I'm racking my brain right now, and I want to say, and I could be wrong, because I should have fact checked some of this stuff beforehand. I don't think Brand's even made it to the Three Eyed Raven in the books yet.
3: Mm.
2: I like. I
1: don't remember. Like,
2: I don't prior know. to the last I episode, I would have 100% agreed with you. That he can't see to the future because he said, "Yeah, but, you know, I live in the past. This is what I see. This is what I do. This and that." I totally get that. Like, can we just I, agree I understand a cocky that piece of shit?
1: Yeah, yeah I can agree with yeah. you. He's a little shit for sure. But like, I, I think I, I kind of got that as he was just kind of like joking in a certain sense as well.
2: He doesn't make any jokes though. He's the three-eyed raven. He said he's not really brand anymore. That's a brand thing to do. So, like again, it just it just dances around this stupid. Well, like-
0: okay, so I forgot. Gonna, gonna have me reference the books quickly. Like the fact that Bran gets involved means he's not. It, so, and maybe kind of this is some stuff that got skimmed over in the show. Some the idea of the Three Eyed Raven is Three Eyed Raven is not involved. He does yeah. not mm-hmm. get into Westeros bullshit. The fact that Bran involves himself in the Westeros bullshit means. He is still kind of brand like it's i know it's a really arbitrary distinction to make but it's kind yeah. of like the a girl is not a girl thing like it's the Arya will never Why would be he even bother man being the lord
1: him. of winterfell for a while yeah. kind of being i mean it's yeah i think there's the thing it seems like there's bits of brand but and, and,
2: and, and i mean his,
1: perso- I, I mean, his personality can't... is partially there i mean remember the three-eyed raven had a very distinct personality, at least the yeah. way he was portrayed, that he, he, he is didn't a guy. just he seem like... Guy. Yeah, I mean, and I, think, and I think the thing is, Brand is just young, and that's why his personality is still kind of yeah. weak, in a certain sense, to the weight of the Three-Eyed Raven. But yeah, the former Three-Eyed Raven was w- very charismatic. Like, mm-hmm. even in the way he was written and the types of things he would say, it's like, he didn't just seem like a sort of you know, esoteric guide. He seemed like a dude with the weight of the world on his shoulders.
0: And a part of that is that the Red Raven you meet in the show is centuries old. He's not, yeah, recently yeah. Red Raven. He's he he is so old that anyone who'd remember him has passed. Like it's the
1: way way yeah, past like the,
0: the who he is as a human. Is gone like that. That that person is dead.
1: I mean, all he might dead. have been like an Age of Heroes. Yeah. Like,
2: I believe he's a Targaryen too. Actually, I don't. The think... one that you see in the tree. I remember Alt Shift Act does a good video on it. I believe he's related to the Targaryens.
1: I could be, might but be... they never say anything like that in the books.
0: White Walker might be a Targaryen for all we know. Like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, again, we are commenting on things that just. They're not in the show, and I haven't read the books recently enough to kind of have strong memories of this, so I can't say what isn't isn't book at this point. But yeah, it, we are once again arguing a plot hole where it's the like, are we comfortable again? Like, I kind of, I'm not, I'm not trying to kind of make us have a conclusion, but like, it's the. It sounds like we're both arguing the ending is weird with Bran in Charge it doesn't not make sense, but also it doesn't totally make sense. And it feels kind of we have an ending
1: yeah but uh there again that was definitely signed off on by george rr martin i think i think i think even the name brand the broken is is a nod to the fact that he's the one to break the wheel
3: yeah
1: and that's that's the thing it's like and they're really established brand as a major character in the books yeah he gets a ton of pov chapters I mean holy crap like, he gets a kind of fucked up PO- POV
0: chapters too yeah. like yeah so like they have, they have entire like, lengthy chapters dedicated to like the taboos of warging and stuff like that that yeah. would make no fucking sense in the show but like the book makes a big deal out of the fact that like war uh, that Bran eats a person while warged into the wolf that's a big yeah. fucking no no apparently yeah yeah
3: well
2: like I said it just all the other stuff like that, like the whole warging yeah. it becomes insignificant at, at, at that point. Oh yeah, they just... they
1: there's a lot of things that they, well, there again, they downplay the magic in the TV series yeah. in general, yeah. and I think for the best for the TV series, at least for what the TV series was presenting. Yeah, I, especially because
0: yeah. some of the warging in the books is like straight up broken. Like I, yeah, I, like if we're putting this in video game terms, a lot of the mysticism in the books is just man, did you guys playtest this at all? Like, fucking pages <laughs> are just broken in this build. What do you mean? They're just wiping people out left and right. They're snapping their fingers. People are carbonizing. Like, man, yeah. magic was the right class to roll, guys.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, magic is super OP in the books, and it's really yeah. not presented as much in the show. And the show is presented as a force, but not nearly the way it is
3: in the books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, uh,
0: so. The the red woman, the Melisandre, like she has like some of her feats early on to prove her whole like red witch thing are just yeah. like man, she drank real, a lot real... of poison, like a lot of poison.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. So I, I think I think overall though we can agree that just like we're not questioning the destination. I understand the ending's the ending, and I'm not gonna argue with what George R R Martin's vision is for the ending.
1: But the lead up. The destination
2: or the journey
1: was just dumb. Yeah, the lead up. And I feel like it was dumb because they fell onto classic TV show tropes as well as well, a, uh, a ham fisted look at morality to, to build up to good guy win, bad guy lose. And I, I, I might argue the, that
0: we, we were always going to wind up here unless R.R. Martin got real fast at writing the books. Like yeah. I, the, the show falls apart some without that structure. And
1: oh, it falls apart majorly.
0: Yeah, like I, I I'll go so far as to say like all of and this is kind of be being I'm going to push my glasses up my nose for a second. So many of the fan theories that people fucking love for Game of Thrones do not come from the shows. There's just not yep. the kind of excessive detail in the show that the books have. Like the whole yeah. Jon's a Targaryen and the true Air thing. It works in the show, but like that fan theory could not have been sussed out from the show, really. Like, it it, it no. makes sense, but it's not there. Like, the, there's a reason the whole Tyrion might be a Targaryen subplot doesn't exist. It's just impossible to do in the show. The, like, to get into some of the dumb ones, the dragon underneath uh, Winterfell is something that would not work in the show. The idea that like um, Drogon might have kids out there also does not work in the show. The like, level of fireproof bullshit Daenerys Daenerys is only kind of sort of works in the show, but again, not really. Like fucking Frankenstein the Mountain, they're not going as far as that dude is in the books kind of thing. Like, it's the so, so many of the things people latched onto, why was this resolved in the show, don't originate from the show and don't have the threads to tie off in a meaningful way. And that's the problem. Like, it's the people went into this expecting the endings of the books and you do not have any of the kind of structure to actually get there like it's no. the love it or hate it the ending season 8 is the ending for the show yeah it makes it sense caps it off. yeah it, it makes sense it caps it off it ties up the plot lines that exist the issue is that you've had show plot lines muddled with all of us book nerds being like but what about this deep cutting lore we know about cuz of the books that does not exist in the TV show. Like hell. So many characters are merged and cut that like if you read the book, you're like how the fuck did you cut that character? But in the context of the show, it's the oh yeah, they don't matter the fucking all. Who cares?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, like John Connington, yeah. Jane Poole, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I super I super don't care about those characters. Yeah, and Maybe they'll do something cool with them in the books. Yeah, and, and, but, and we have these but weird... But the spine, you can only focus on so many yeah, things, and... is already getting pretty busy in the show as it was.
0: And it's also one of those ones where it's like, some of these endings suck because they're not written in the books yet. Like, what, what the hell is going on with the House of Black and White and Aria is not finished. What's yeah. going on with Bran and the Raven is not finished. How that affects Bran isn't even fleshed out. Like, fuck, in the books, Jon Snow is still dead.
1: Well, in the in 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 the books, uh the Terrells are still alive.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: I and Dorne is so, useful. I mean, yeah. Marcella, I, as far as I know, Marcella is still alive. Yeah. But yeah, definitely like yeah, it's there's just yeah. Is just... Ramsey
0: dead in the books yet? I actually can't remember no. on that one.
1: Nope. Yeah. Nope. He's he's Yeah. He's basically he Oh yeah, I, I no, I don't remember Little fingers is, still yeah.
0: kick in, definitely. Yeah, yeah
1: I, it, though I think I think he's he is probably set to die. I mean, I, I, I think that was that was a signed off thing. But yeah, it's yeah. They once they got past the books, they they went to the classic TV pacing and TV tropes and fiction tropes, and it doesn't work.
0: And, and I think for better or worse, you have to like it's the could you do oh, an entire season of the Night King? Sure, but you but don't. No. But you can't because you have none of the background to make that season work yes i'd have loved an entire season of night king but that stuff you can't in the context of the show like it's the maybe there should be an entire season of them marching on westeros or what marching on king's landing sure yeah but again the show is not set up to handle kind of a prolonged siege story and cersei stuff is tied up enough. like fuck the whole cersei might or might not be pregnant thing gets dropped because it doesn't matter in context of the show. Yeah. I suspect there will be a thing in the book. Like, there's a whole theory that she gives birth to a White Walker in the books.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah. It is said that I mean, that's that's those that her, you know, what her prophecy that she would yeah. outlive all of her children if she has a White Walker as a child. Yeah, yeah and the, sh- the show still also has, born.
0: Yeah, there's also the problem of like the books. Like people got caught up like, oh, well, the princess promised. The books have that too they also in the same breath of bring that up spend a lot of time hammering on the idea prophecies are bullshit who cares about the future make your living now kind of thing like it's the (coughs) and that doesn't work for tv fans because they want an ending they want that ending they built up in their heads which is why it's like this the season was bad it was not as bad as the internet wants you to believe because this is the ending for the show it's a sucky ending but this, based on the plots of the show, is what you get.
1: Yeah, based on the plots that they didn't follow or the ones that they dropped entirely, they just closed off yeah. the one, the only ones that they ever bothered to actually continue. Like I said, they did. They just were like Dorn, blah, yeah. Bravos, blah, yeah. <coughs> Iron Irons, blah. Yeah. But and and so they just. So, yeah, I mean, they, they capped off the plots just incredibly unsatisfyingly, and that's what people are, I think that's what people are a little more bothered about is, yeah, the plots are closed, but the lead-up, yeah, and we've just harping on this, but the lead-up was poor.
0: And they've been tantalized with more, and yes, there, there, there will be more in the books, I'm almost certain of that <coughs> fact, but it doesn't change the fact that, like, there's not more to build off of in the context of what this is. And so I guess I'm kinda of use this as kind of a transition into our final question shaper round, if you will, if people are comfortable with that. I think we've hit everyone else's kind of major points so far.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think I've yeah. talked. I've mentioned everything I've I've written down anyway. So
0: I, yeah. So so I kind of prepped you through this question a couple of days ago so you had a chance to think about it in a we we live in a world where great tv shows get canceled all the time the fire five plans out there will forever be gnashing their teeth at what could have been etc cetera, etc cetera. would you have rathered no ending or the ending we got
1: all right uh, i'll go first sure i'm i i the thing is i wasn't super dissatisfied with the ending and so oh i'd much rather have an have an end, actual ending to a series. To actually have at least some sort of closure, even if the closure wasn't the perfect closure I wanted, or you know, it, or if I disagreed with it, it was closure. That's and that's yeah, that's the thing. It's like, and I kind of want my media to have closure. It's like two other of my favorite series are ending. Actually, one of them ended about the same time as Game of Thrones did. Yeah. Uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil. Another series that I am a fan, fan of, My Little Pony, also ending this year, as far as I know. And so I I'm. it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm super happy that those shows actually get to end rather than just being lopped off and just, oh, well, I, yeah, guess a, I never know.
0: As I've gotten older and had shows just kind of fizzle out on me on numerous occasions, I have realized the kind of joy that is when something has an end to it, good or bad, and the fact that someone said this is finished, this is the ending we're saying is the ending, is a nice thing to have. Like, fuck, think about how many times Futurama got canceled for us to finally get a satisfactory kind of tie-off for that thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, I will agree. I'm I'm glad it's over, but that I also am allowed to critique the
3: oh, ending. Yeah, no. at the the, so. the the final season of this <laughs>
0: show took the show from being Jen's favorite TV show to I never want to watch Game of Thrones again. I am not using this as a criteria to measure whether or not this is good. But like imagine how much more pissed off you'd be if season 8 just didn't happen.
1: Yeah.
2: No, I I will agree. I I think I I I think I mean I'm glad it played out. I'm just not glad the way it played out. So, it, it pretty much went full Dexter. Oh, yeah. Literally with it, it literally ended with the one of the characters we loved living in the woods isolated from everyone yep. else that he originally knew. fucking flannel and lumberjack axe that's all he needed as a
0: proud member of team torment I-, I I thought the ending was great but
2: oh no I love torment don't get me wrong and I think we would all agree we're glad that ghost got his pats yep. as yeah. a well deserved doggo should yes but this ending literally went full dexter
0: is it and... sad that's the biggest spoiler for the eighth season that John finally fucking pats ghost
1: oh yeah. yeah he's a good doggo
3: yeah so,
1: no. but I I am I am all right. So it's almost too fairy tale for me, honestly. Some of the parts of the, the ending, which I have to, ass, I kind of have to assume that George R. R. Martin signed off on that sure. as well as you know where the the remaining Starks ended up. And oh, it, you know, and it's showing that you know the three of them or the three or the four of them, like the four of them, where they ended up eventually, and it's like they kind of. I don't know, almost too storybook for me, but man, I am glad that Tormund and Jon Snow get to be bros again. Yeah. How can you not love Tormund?
0: Yeah, I, a yeah. character made popular by the TV show, so he stuck around. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: Are, are we Game of Thrones out? Have we said all we have to say for the time being about Game of Thrones?
2: Um, I guess the last thing I'll add is. People who bring up that fucking quote from George R. R. Martin, "Art isn't a democracy. You don't get to decide what the ending is." Yep, that's never been the criticism. The criticism has been the journey. And well, it's
1: it's really the criticism is of the adaptation, eventually, or at what the adaptation ended up becoming, simply because they outran the source material.
2: Yeah. So,
1: that being said, I'm glad it's uh.
2: I'm glad it's over. Mm-hmm. It's over! Um, and. Well, I won't even touch on how they fucked over Jamie's Lannisters. Everyone knows his character art went fucking stupid. See, and. I, anyway. so,
1: no, I was actually pretty yeah, cool. Yeah,
2: so it. again, like, it's one of those
0: ones where it's the people wanted a different ending for Jamie. That's the ending Jamie deserves.
1: Yeah. Like, he was not a good guy. He pulls guy. a bitch was... move and gets buried by rocks. I mean, the thing is. He was always a complex man of conflicting emotions and conflicting loyalties that he just, in the end, he just couldn't really deal with it all. And I think it made perfect sense that the only person he ever really cared about... Is this uh, manipulative
0: monster of a sister. Yeah, it's... Yeah.
1: And he just couldn't get ever get a, far enough away from that. Yeah. He couldn't get away from his feelings and emotions. That's his problem with the entire series. He's kind of a thicky. And reliant on his emotions. I mean, they they joke several times that he's the slowest Lannister. His, yeah, yeah, his Lannisters re- are supposed to be known for being clever. His
0: redeeming features: he's good at fighting, and that's about it. He's good looking, and he can stab shit good.
1: Yep, and that's literally it. And but yeah, he becomes for him just become even from that become a more conflicted, and interesting person. That's enough of the character arc for me. That he went from just. Good looking dude that stabs stuff to horribly conflicted guy with so many different loyalties by the end that it's just he's just a complete mess.
2: I'm gonna have to disagree on that one.
1: I, I, I think he had a really good looking
2: redemption. No, he going, didn't, and then he throws it off. He
1: did redemption in what way? I mean, he, he was already had his being That was he, his so he starts off as being.
2: He starts off as being this one dimensional. Like, yeah, I'm this pretty looking dude who, you know, can fight. I'm a Lannister, fuck everyone else, kind of thing. And, you know, you see the conflict arise. He has a moral sense of duty to fight in the north and all that. And, like, he starts to show that he does care about people in King's Landing. And then when he realizes that, like, hey, yeah, Cersei is literally funneling people into the town to, to use them as human shields, like... It just and then he's just like, you know, sorry, I gotta go back. And then he stands in a room and gets crushed by rocks when he could have literally stood a couple feet away and been fine.
1: He didn't it, it, want it, to live. See, his character arc was actually finding and and being I guess in a certain sense, being sort of okay with where he was and realize and just but yeah, in the end just dying a bit confused yeah, and sad.
0: I, I, I would argue Jamie Lannister's arc is he envisions himself kind of this great hero and shit, but he's not. And he just kind of eventually accepts the fact that he is not great. Like it's, he rides high on, I'm a Lannister and therefore I'm better than people. And he dies knowing you ain't shit, Jamie Lannister.
1: But even that, remember he starts out being the Kingslayer and he's only the Kingslayer because of a moral quandary, because that's the thing. Like he, had to stop Ares before Ares literally he would he would have raised King's landing then he was on the edge of doing it then, and I suppose that's really what they're trying to mirror here, but I feel like it would have made more sense I don't know I think jamie i, don't know. I think I, I think I, that was that I was that theres a there's a i think that's a thing they're going to play with in the book yeah the I, fact that Jamie had to stop already one sacking of King's landing. Or one raising of King's Landing, and is powerless to stop the seconds. Yeah, but yeah, it's. I, I think I think he has interesting character arc. But character arcs aren't supposed to be for necessarily for redemption. There again, that's too comic book. That's too fairy tale. That oh, they have to come around to be the good guy and be perfect. No, a a character arc can also just be complexity. And uh, I don't and know. and I, I, I see. I, I don't want. I I don't. Uh, that's like I said, like I'm not even necessarily totally happy with happy endings period because that's not really what the world is made for. but even so I say happy ending, but only four of the stark kids survived, and the stark stark name is effectively dead. So but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. nobody re- even even in the somewhat more happy ending that they created in this in the TV series did
2: you say that did you say the Stark name is dead? Or do you mean the Lannister?
1: No, the well, the Stark name is dead as well as the Lannister yeah, name. Yeah, it kind
0: of falls to Sansa.
1: Sansa, unless she makes somebody take her name, that has gone. And that's not something we've ever seen done ever in the Seven Kingdoms, is for a, a, for a female to make a male take her name. We haven't seen that happen in a single time. So, yeah but, yeah, but yeah, I think his arc was, you know, finding, it just just becoming more aware of the world, and more aware of everything going on, and more aware of how messed up everything was, and still being not clever enough to figure out how to do things, and not making good choices, because there again, he's kind of a thickie. He he doesn't make good choices, this is widely established. He makes a lot of bad decisions because of his conflicting he, loyalties and his conflicting moralities. I mean, that's the thing. He still felt sadness when Joffrey died, and Joffrey was an abject monster. So uh,
2: I'm. I guess I'll just disagree. Yeah,
0: I, this I think this is uh, this is another we have to agree to disagree because we can argue this one back and forth into infinity again because yeah. there's just not. Yeah. We, we don't. Have, this is again another hole. Like it's the. This is something I assume the books will address in more satisfying detail, but in the context of the show, we have nothing else to go on.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: but yeah. All right. I think we uh, we, we uh, has, has that, that been Game of the Thrones? same
1: there's just the same as there's no more actual Iron Throne. Yeah. Also, well, all right, just just to, just to throw in a little thing symbolism.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I I might call this the Iron <laughs> Throne if we're not careful. So.
2: Uh. Well, the reality Daenerys broke the wheel only to have it replaced by two wheels. Stop Duh. quoting
0: memes that are funnier than your joke is.
2: They are funny, and I'm going to quote all the fucking memes for this last part. Bran is literally the kid who does nothing on a group project. Stop it! No, nope. have an original joke.
1: Fuck no. I- oh. I'm still just for me symbolism. Yes, with the all- <sighs> symbolism. Well, <I> <laughs> Why make good
2: joke when a oh, good joke out there already exists? I'm not claiming they're mine. Fair I enough. will say they're all the ones I've read on the internet.
0: Fair enough. Alex continues his job of being the speaker for the internet. <laughs> yep. Well, Alright, that has been us talking about Game of Thrones. You made it this far. Congratulations. You are a trooper and full of stamina. Wow. Uh, that's yeah. a lot of Game of Thrones to wade through. I. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, normal podcast will be up next. Thank you for li- uh, thank you for listening in. Um, yeah.
2: Come on, join in for the last time,
0: guys. The actual lyrics to Game of Thrones, right? There are lyrics, right? No, there are lyrics. There are lyrics.
2: I don't. Well, Do you guys want to close it out by singing? Which lyrics do
0: you know, of Henry? Do you know the fucking Game of Fucking Thrones lyrics or the actual lyrics?
1: No, I don't know either. I just know. Oh, game I, of thrones, thrones, game of thrones, thrones, game of thrones, thrones. game of thrones, it's thrones, it's thrones, thrones <laughs> game of thrones, <laughs>
2: thrones <laughs> game of thrones, game of thrones,
1: game of thrones, game
0: of thrones, game of thrones, game of thrones, game of thrones, thrones, yeah, game of Rome. thrones, game Fort- th- th- of thrones, game th- of th- th- thrones, game of thrones, game of thrones, game of thrones, 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 thrones,
2: thrones, 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 thrones,
3: thrones,